It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, the five of you crept through a series of dark, dank, and rather damp caves, following an offshoot of the Loali River as it cut its way deep beneath Rava's surface. You were on the trail of whatever caused the enormous fireball that so rudely gatecrashed Prisha and Nara's wedding, and you seemed to have found it. After footprints and scorch marks, impact craters and crispy critter foes, you find yourselves faced by a tall, imposing humanoid with a body made from liquid flame and armour that has the matte darkness of volcanic rock. The humanoid is looking away from you, for now, standing near the edge of a waterfall with one clawed hand outstretched towards a strange metal pod caught dangling just above the drop. As your torches stripe the darkness, you see the being's shoulders stiffen. Can you all please roll me initiative? 20 and above? I got a 20. Fudge city! My nice. goodness me! Okay, Faraday in the lead. Uh, 15 to 20. 15. 17. 15. Who's got the higher decks out of you two? Yeah, I have plus three. Yeah, I have plus two. Okay, so Faraday, Crick, Corel, Lorelei. <laughs> hey, Slurp. Got a big fat seven. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's yeah. not very good, is it? Let me just roll. I, just, I always roll so badly for initiative. Hey, guys, guess who also got a 20? Ooh. <laughs> big scary guy? <laughs> big big dang scary guy? S- someone may have also got... What's your dex modifier, Leonie? Zero. Mine's also zero? Oh. So, uh... Time for a roll off. me again? And I will also roll again. I got a 19. 11. Oof. Okay, so the enemy goes first. <laughs> Just rip that band-aid right off. Okay, so it looks like I'm up first. So, yeah, as you creep around the corner, um, you see the being's shoulders stiffen as it seems to sense your presence. And in the next moment, it's going to spin round and attack. How far away are you guys? 5, 10, 15, 20. You're within 25 feet. Okay. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. I, I roll deception to see if Paige is lying. Oh, insight. Insight. 15. Are you lying? Maybe. Paige is lying, guys. <laughs> I worked it out. The dice told me. The being pivots on one enormous booted foot and the volcanic plate of their armor squeals against the rock. And then between their palms, something sparks to life and then glows brighter and brighter. The being turns and then kind of swiveling their hands together around an orb of light that grows brighter and brighter. You see now that the the orb is also made of an almost kind of liquid broiling flame. And this orb grows in size until it's too big to hold and then the being is gonna hurl it at you all. Uh, Each creature in a 20 foot radius sphere must make a DC 18 dexterity saving throw. Who made it and who didn't? I got a 24. Crick made it with a natural 20. Amazing. Booyah. Okay, I'm guessing by the silence that not many other people did. I have a plus six to a deck no. saving throw and I rolled a five. <laughs> so Bugsy also failed. Lorelei Schlurp, Bugsy no. and Faraday all failed. So let me just roll the damage. I'm sure this is going to be fine. Don't worry, your healer's standing by. wow i rolled really badly oh no good how terrible such a disaster terrible for the people who failed this is 39 points of (gasps) oh my gosh fire and then oh okay seven points of necrotic and then if you failed you take half of that unless you have evasion which, which you take none so Corel's fine. Crick will take half. Uh, quick question. Yeah. My uh, friends here are within 10 feet of me, yes? Yes. So was anybody like 
three points short of passing. Yes, I got exactly a 15, so I would have gotten half as well. If it's okay, can I apply my aura of protection? Okay. Do you take half damage? And Farad- Faraday... Are you dead? Leonie's expression's not good, Leonie's guys. dead, yeah. Leonie, I'm you... not dead. I have to sit for seven hit points. Oh, I God. have 15 and Bugsy has four. So the being hurls that orb of fire at you, which explodes in this uh, circular area of effect and burning and broiling around you. Corel, you're unharmed, but the flame around you... It's like being submerged in fire. It's absolutely terrifying. And you see Faraday light up and her eyes go wide with panic. The enemy, this be- this this Pyrrhic being, is going to then um, retreat around the corner of the riverbend out of your direct line of sight. Uh, next in the order is Faraday. How are you feeling there? How are you feeling? Uh, not great. Just give me a second because I need to completely reevaluate what I was going to do in light of this uh, fun new development. <laughs> so Schleif and Bugsy aren't looking too great either. Bugsy is just kind of, you know, like when, when something's been burned and it just kind of crumbles whenever you touch it. His fur is like that now, I oh would imagine. No. He's not looking so good. Baby. He is not baby. He is the size of a lion. He's always, He'll always be baby to me. <laughs> He'll never be baby to Lorelei. <laughs> so what do I see? So the environment you're presented with is a the final bend of a river right before it plummets down a waterfall into pitch darkness. Um, so around you, you have the very narrow riverbanks. It's a very cramped space that you're fighting in. You have a very narrow riverbanks. So you've got some slippery rocks that might help you getting across the river. You've got these enormous tree roots from the giant um, trees above on a rather surface, like snaking across, forming bridges and little bits of cover here and there. There are rocks. There are a couple of huge tree roots. And there's also a really weird little snicket where a very narrow passageway twists out of sight but it's only wide enough for about one person at a time. I would like to use um, my feet, which is preserved life. So I get to divide five times my, so 55 hit points. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be between myself and Schler. Uh, we'll worry about Bugsy later. <laughs> um, but I think in order for it to have any impact at all, it needs to kind of be spread between the two of us. That's fair. 27 each. I'll even let you take the extra one. You can be 28. <sighs> so that's my action. As a bonus action, can I take a potion? Yes. Okay, so I'll use one of my superior healing potions, which is 8d4 plus 8, and I'll just roll that and add it. Mm-hmm. Um, 20, so I'm now on 54. So... What is it that's directly in front of us, sorry? Directly ahead of you, you have a boulder. You also have um, a fork in the path where you could stay on the riverbank or tuck into this little snicket in the rock okay, face. Okay, I'd like to go and um, take cover behind the boulder, please. Okay, so you're going to squeeze in behind between Corel and Lorelei, who were in the lead. Yep. Awesome. Uh, is that the end of your turn, darling? That's the end of my turn. Okay, next up is Crick. I think I'll... I'll just to make sure Bugsy doesn't die, like, of, like... <laughs> just na- you know natural causes at this point given how few hit points they have i'm going to do lay on hands on bugsy and give him an extra what's their max hit points 68 i'm going to i get him i've got i'm going to give him 15 hit points Ooh. okay okay that's that brings him up to 19 i think he nuzzles you a bit yeah you see some of the wounds close up a bit and he kind of yeah n- nudges into you and purrs so that's my action done. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to run. Now each one of these squares on the map is five feet, right? Yes. So, so I've calculated, I have 30 feet, so I can run to that tree root in the middle of the river and hide behind it, right? Yes, you can. So you can run along the riverbank and tuck yourself in behind the tree root. So you can just about make out maybe the, the being's elbow from around the corner, but you are in half cover. Can I get him within 10 feet of me? You would need to be right on the right, right on the corner itself. So I can still hide in cover from there, right? Yeah, I would say that's half cover because you're underneath the, tr- the... The root is literally right above you. I just wanted to get within 10 feet of me and still be behind cover so that I can use my bonus action to cast Vow of Enmity. I gain advantage on attack rolls against the creature for one minute. Okay, that's good. So I cast that as my bonus action. That My, uh, my turn is now done. Okay, uh, next in the order is Corral. So you are tucked up behind this boulder with Faraday. Yeah, so what I want to ask is, would I be able to get up the boulder 
And from then to the boulder, onto the tree branch, or root. So you want to climb onto the tree branch above, correct? Yes, and possibly a little across to the river. I will probably make you do an acrobatics to do this, because everything's a bit slippery. Okay, that's 18. Yeah, I'll take an 18. So yeah, you scuttle up over this boulder and out over this tree branch, using it like a bridge to get you out over the water. The being probably only has like quarter cover, if anything, from you at this point, Corel. Right, next, I'm going to use my bonus action, Insightful Fighting. So I'm going to make an insight check, and that's contested against your deception for the creature. And if I succeed, I can use Sneak Attack without advantage, basically. I only got an 11. I got a 22. Well, okay. (laughs) I guess you can use Sneak Attack on me. And for my action, I'm going to take a shot at the creature. See what that does. That's a 23. That will hit. All right. Sneak attack damage time. So didn't roll great. So that's uh, just 24 damage. How could you only roll 24? Mm, a mere 24 mm. damage. Terrible. You you kind of, you line up the shot and you fire it um, and it manages to strike the being in the shoulder and you see a spray of fire, which then splatters down into the river, which goes up with a big gout of steam. It Next was to steam. Ne- <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Next in the order is Lorelei. You are also behind the boulder. Okay, I would like to go back and run and jump to the other side of the river. Just on on this little corner. Okay, so you're going to take a, a running leap and then leap over the river. On all of my little deer legs, mm-hmm. I go backwards, do my running leap. And I would like to then go five more feet to my right to tuck myself in the little cornery bit Okay. next to the tree root. And I'm going to use my action to use my second wild shape and go into my starry form. Excellent. And I'm going to pick the archer, which means uh, as a bonus action, I can do a spell attack. And it's 1d8 plus my wisdom modifier if I hit. 16? That will not be AC. Okay. So uh, that's my turn. I'm just going to hunker down in the corner and hope I don't get smacked. That's completely fair enough. So yeah, you uh, you, t- you cross the river and tuck yourself beneath this tree branch to take some cover. Uh, your spell bounces off this being's um, thick armor plating and does not inflict any damage uh, next in the order well last in the order is Schlurp. i've been here 84 years <laughs> i'm gonna activate my mantle of inspiration which okay. means i take on a one i take on a wondrous appearance um and ev- and i'm gonna choose all party members apart from bugsy okay um and you all gain 11 temporary hit points that's very good and if you want to, if you haven't used a reaction, you can immediately use it to move up to your speed without provoking any opportunity attacks. And then I'm also, I'm going to cast the cantrip uh, message. Okay, so I am going to point in the direction of the creature. Um, and I'm going to try, I'm going to try speaking to it. Okay. So what do you say? We don't wish to fight. My friends acted out of defense. They were afraid. Please, we don't wish to battle with you. Somehow the connection feels hot. And then this awful shredded voice comes back to you. Get the pot, get the pot, get the pot, get the pot, get the pot. And then it just devolves into screaming. Oh, (laughs) lovely. Then I think Schlurp is going to go and kind of take cover behind that big old boulder. Okay, so Schlurp's, oh, Schlurp's going to hide behind... Is that with Faraday? Yeah. So you're going to hide behind the same boulder? Boulder buds. Yeah. Um, and then I think Bugsy is going to be just behind us. Would he also be able to be in cover? Or is there not enough space there? I would there? call it half cover because he's so big. That's fair. Um, yeah, so he can come up behind us. Like... He has so few hit points, and that thing is so beefy. (laughs) It's not Mr. Beefy, but it is... It's something. It's Sir Beefy. Sir Beefy. (laughs) 
Lord Beefy. Um, like, Lord Beefy. Like, can I talk? Can I like speak to the group as like a free action? Yes. Or anything? I think I'm just gonna just gonna shout. They're off. They're after the pod. I guess maybe they think we're trying to get to it or something. Well, we might be. We might be. Corella <laughs> <laughs> doesn't help in this circumstance. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for inconveniencing us in this deadly encounter. I am trying to de-escalate. It threw a fireball. <laughs> the point is, it only wants to get us away from the pod. So if we can prove that we don't want to get the pod, whatever the pod is. So we leave? I Al- don't know. Although, Schlurp, I would point out, have you considered it may not want that pod for altruistic reasons? <laughs> it may not be a good idea to let this flaming fire monster that kills people as soon as look at them get their hands on whatever technology this is. It might still be good to talk. I don't know. Well, I mean, did they respond to you? What did they say? Um, they said, get the pod, get the pod, get the pod. And then they just started screaming. It doesn't sound like a being that wants to talk. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I, a valiant effort, though. I appreciate the desire to avoid bloodshed. Okay, um, and now people can use their reactions to move up to their speed if they want to. I'd like to move the rest of the way across the branch, the other side of the river, and then up Podwoods, as far as I can go on that. What's your movement? Uh, 30. Yeah, you can get all the way up to the tangle of roots near the very very edge of the waterfall. I will say that you don't have any cover from the being, and the being also doesn't have any cover from you. Perfect. I'd like to move. Where do you want to move, Faraday? I'd like to move over towards Lorelei, if that's okay. Yeah, so that's across the river. The river, the narrowest part of the river is five feet, so you can jump across the river. I will do that. And we're, with that, we're back to the top of the order, which means back to everybody's favourite guy. Favourite? Lord Beefy. Beefy hot man. No, 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 no. Baron Beefy. Ooh, Baron Beefy. I like Baron Beefy. For a split second, I tried to say Pyrrhic Entity, and now we're saying things like Baron Beefy. So... This being uh, has only really got a sight line on Corral. Probably can see Crick out of the corner of its eye and maybe a whisker of Lorelei. So I'm going to say that on its turn, it is going to pivot around the corner after like staring for a number of seconds at like for it. Well, staring for a second or two, because I don't want to waste its turn at the pod. It seems to reluctantly turn away from it to face you, Crick. So it's going to step around the corner to come and engage you in combat. Um, and it is going to make a longsword attack. So it reaches over its back and like with a kind of horrible cracking noise, it peels away a long strip of volcanic rock and swings it around to reveal like a sword that had been like welded to its body. And it then is going to raise the sword and slash at you. So I'm in uh, half cover, you said? Yes. Uh, I rolled a 28. So I'm imagining that hits. My AC is 22. Yeah, so um, it slashes with this sword uh, right across your torso. And it uses it two-handed. So it does eight points of slashing damage with the sword. Oh, it's not too bad. But then as the sword bites, you feel your skin bubble and turn foul as you take another 11 points of necrotic damage. And then it's going to use its second attack. Great. Bring it on. 17? 22 AC. Uh, yeah, so it brings its second swing of its sword, but you've got time to um, bring your shield up as the sword kind of clangs off it with a with a with a sound that makes everybody's ears ring, and then it's going to try a third time. Three attacks. Maybe, and this time it attacks, and it rolls a nineteen, so it also misses with yes. another deafening clang that makes your bones shake. Crick. God, God bless my armor. Oh, and then I get a bonus action. I forgot about that. Jeez. We're going to die. Jesus. Well, probably not all of us. Don't be so negative. We're going to get very hurt, but we're going to kick ass. Some of you may die, but that is a sacrifice that I'm willing to make. (laughs) Thanks, Farquad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take my bonus action to do a searing smite. And that'll have some effects next time uh, we come to blows, Mitchell Crick. Next up is Faraday. Okay, so what's my line of sight on 
Baron Beefy. Thank you. Oh my. It's Baron Beefy Leonie, now. You have a line of sight across the river, under the tree branch, and past Crick. So the monster is like, I would say half cover because of Crick's body and the tree, mm. tree root to you. Okay. But you can see the Baron Beefy. I would like to cast Toll the Dead, please. Ooh. Okay. So, um, you need to make a wisdom save. I got a 16. My spell save is 16. So I think that does save. I think I do save oh. then. That's okay. As a bonus action, I would like to cast Spiritual Weapon. Oh God. The niggling pain in my ass that is Spiritual Weapon. <laughs> so it obviously it's going to manifest with the... Uh, Next to it. Better on beefy. It's a flying sword. It's, it's a hammer, thank yeah, you. Yeah, but I got oh, a nine, yes. so... Oh. Yeah, that's not going to make it. You just kind of... Your your um your large enormous supersized wooden gavel manifests in the air beside Baron Beefy's head and bonks him, almost comically. And okay, so that's the end of your turn. And next in the order is Crick. Gonna attack. Twenty three. That'll do it. Yes. Yes. Okay, so get in. I'm gonna attack him with my hard light longsword. I'm going to use uh, my divine smite feature. Thirty points of damage. As you kind of slash at the um, Baron Beefy, Baron Beefy. The resignation in Paige's voice. It's Baron Beefy. I stab Baron Beefy. I stab Baron Beefy. You stab Baron Beefy. There's a flash of light. Baron Beefy has lost a bunch of health. That's it. Is he dead? No. Enraged, I attack again. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 12 plus 7, 19. No. No. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, I hate this. Oh, God is right. I will stay right where I am. Because it's not like it's going to attack me in for another whole turn. Hopefully, these guys will kill it before it gets to. Hopefully. That's such a chipper attitude. I love your faith. Positive thinking. <laughs> Yay. Imagine your opponents are dead, and they will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining Craig trying to like, teach baby paladins. And they're then been looking at Craig being like, your ethos seems kind of weird. <laughs> It may seem weird, but I'm alive, aren't I? <laughs> I'm level 11. What are you? I'm alive. I'm like 50, 60 by whatever point I'm teaching the young paladins. Clearly something's working for me, isn't it? <laughs> so next in the order is Corel. So the pod, how clearly can I see the pod at the moment? You can see the pod fairly clearly. You can see there's like a five foot long metal oval. It's, it's basically like an egg. It's basically egg-shaped. So you can see it's about five foot long. You can see it's tangled in a snarl of roots suspended over the water. You're about 11 feet away from it, Corel. But you can definitely see that it's there. Um, but if you want... Because it's dark and everything that's going on. If you want to like, look closer, I'll probably take a check. Well, actually, yes. Um, I wanted to use my bonus action eye for detail. Um, and I wanted to make an investigation check to um, check for markings or... Clues as to this thing's origins. Oh, please do. Okay, 18. As the fight is kind of raging behind you, Corel, you kind of put yourself to turning your keen mind to whatever this thing is that this being is chasing after. And you find yourself observing a, like I said, an oval five foot long metal pod. However, now that you're looking closer, you can see that its surface is covered in a fine script that almost looks like circuit board. It's like nothing you've ever seen. Like, there are words very clearly there, and you cannot read them. And not only that, but you don't recognize them. You don't recognize the letters or, like, the script or anything about it. The most significant feature on the surface of this pod is an enormous charred handprint that covers over a third of its lower surface. And the handprint seems to come from some kind of segmented being like yourself with one thumb and three clawed digits. Food for thought. Anything else? I will say there's an interesting sheen over the surface of the pod. So you think maybe there's some kind of magical energy? Question. Yeah. What kind of sheen is it? Are we talking like Michael Sheen? (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Awful. Uh, Yeah, no, there's just a thin veneer of Michael Sheen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That's nasty. I mean, I'm more of a Martin Sheen type of guy, but... Uh... There's like a little window and Michael Sheen is inside the pod. Good. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did That's... he do? I mean, he's not my favourite Sheen, 
Wait, I'm thinking of Michael Sheen or Martin Sheen. Are you thinking of Michael Caine? I'm thinking of the guy from Two and a Half Men. That's Charlie Sheen. Oh, That's no. Charlie He's the worst Sheen. God damn it. <laughs> Michael Sheen is a Xerophel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't he's fuck fine. him then. Also yeah, played cool. uh, Tony Blair in the... Um, and then you have Martin Sheen, awesome. who played the, a fictional president. <laughs> wow, I don't know my Sheens, is apparently. Sheens? <laughs> so what kind of Sheen is it? Is it Martin Sheen? Charlie Sheen? None of us know. One time on Sword of Symphonies, our captain played an accordion number for a demon as a backing track to the story the demon was telling him. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, there was a rodeo rider on a giant eagle bird thing, and it was rad. She's going to take her jacket and try to put it over the bird's eyes, like create a blindfold. I would once again like to reiterate what could possibly go wrong. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, the crew dug up some buried treasure. No, look at this moss. It's attached to a shovel. <laughs> look, I love all three of you, but Tissa is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite part of Sword of Symphonies is the majesty of the spellcasting. Brilliant carnival. Starlight stars. Flying shark. Knife pain. <laughs> Fries bolt. So if you'd like seafaring adventure, a lot of game design talk, music written in-house, and a lot of whatever that was just now, join us every week on Sword of Symphonies. Uh, <laughs> it's the thin, colorful sheen. But yeah, that's all you can perceive, Corel. Rel is, is, is considering that back of their mind, but for, for now, they're also going to just shoot Baron Beefy again. Get him. Uh, 16. Uh, 16 will not do it. Yeah, Corel's distracted now, I guess. Thinking too much about the pod, uh, Corel shot. And the sheen goes wide. <laughs> what kind of sheen is that? Um, yeah, your shot goes wide and you do not manage to inflict any damage. Is that the end of your turn, Dunk? That is the end of my turn, I think. Next up in the order, we've got uh, Lorelei. It me! It you! I am going to... Can I go... 10 feet forward underneath the root and still have half cover. Yeah, you can tuck yourself under there and have half cover. In my sort of starry nebula form, I'm just going to sort of basically, <laughs> as close to like commando crawl across the floor that I can, mm -hmm. just slowly but surely. I am going to cast... Mm -hmm. I'm going to cast Moonbeam. Okay. So I'm going to cast it so that it hits Baron Beefy, but it doesn't hit Crick. Moonbeam is sustained across multiple turns, right? Yes. Moonbeam is going to land partly on Baron Beefy and partly out over the river due to the narrowness of the bank. Yeah. Doesn't do any damage now. So at the beginning of this guy's turn, it has to do a constitution saving throw. Yeah. Next turn, it takes 4d10. As my bonus action, I'm going to shoot another starry arrow at the beefy lad. The beefy lad, come on. It's not his name. Baron Beef. Baron Beefy. He's a member of the aristocracy. He is a member of the aristocracy, but Lorelei doesn't ex respect the aristocracy. So uh, that's 16 plus 9, so 25. That Ooh. will hit. Oh, nice. Seven damage. Radiant. Every little helps. Ching, ching. Of course, that 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 slogan is in fact the Tesco one. Yeah, that that's what <laughs> I I said the Ching Ching, and I'm like I've just mess, mixed up Tesco and Asda. Uh, well, next in the order is Schlurp. Oh, why have, why are all my damage spells fire? <laughs> Doesn't help. You could buff Crick. That's fair. Um, yeah, shine my armor, buff it up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making a lot of dad jokes today. I will polish my father. Oh, Jesus. I'll make my father shine. No, the way you put it like that, Paige, was cursed. <laughs> polish uh. your papa. Till <laughs> <laughs> the papa Ooh. shine and oh. sheen. Oh, cursed. my God. Help your papa, Michael Sheen. <laughs> Mitchell Sheen. The Mitchell Sheen. <laughs> The like so the best I could offer basically is some temp hit points. So there's only two d six, so it's not a ton. I'll take it. Buff Ta me. Temp hit points. Buff me, baby. Buff me. <laughs> oh no. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna have Schlurp just kind of duck up from be from behind a rock and like 
I don't know. I guess just <laughs> just slap Crick on the back. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that cast bears endurance on you. So that gives you. I rolled a six both times. Nice. Hey, nice. Yes. Yes. You get 12, 12 10 hit points out of that. Nice. Um, and then I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna duck duck back behind the rock. Um. And give him a thumbs up. Not as a bardic inspiration. Just like gentle thumbs up. Yeah. Go team. I give a thumbs up back. Um, and uh, I'm afraid of having Bugsy do anything because he's my sweet, precious boy. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I'll just have him just like come up next to me. Right up next to you behind yeah. the rock. Right up next to me. Um, and I'm in the same position I was before, so I still have cover. With Schlut- Schlut's turn concluded, it's back to the top of the order with his beefiness. Who, I'm going to say, isn't looking worse for wear, but it's distinctly looking scratched. I do have Searing Smite active, so just we'll just bear that in mind as I come in to attack with the longsword. Ah, dang it. Oh, bring it on. I rolled a 28. Wait, no. How? Baron Beefy. Okay. Baron Beefy. That beats my AC by eight. So let's okay. do this. Let's do this. That is nine slashing damage. Brushes off. And 20. Oh. <laughs> Great. Necrotic damage. Wow. And then I have Searing Smite. The next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, your weapon flares with white hot intensity and the attack deals an extra 1d6 fire damage to the target and causes the target to ignite in flames. That's not a constitution save. What is a save is on each following turn whether they continue to be burning. 16 hit points. Oh! Let me roll that 1d6. You just take two extra points. Oh, you're, you ignite as well. You're on fire. You're also on fire. Um, Gonna do my next attack. Bring it on. <laughs> I love the bravado. I rolled a 19. AC a 22. Okay. And then I rolled a 24. Oops. Um, He's our replacement character. <laughs> He's our replacement character starting next week. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name's Rick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Rick, the shithead. Yeah. Forbidden. So that's eight points of slashing damage and 10 points of necrotic He's damage. down. He's down. So you're you're down. You're unconscious now, yeah. Zero hit points. Um. So I'm gonna move. Oh, you um con save. Should have done it at the oh, beginning of the round. Oh, for moonbeam. Yeah, what? of course. I rolled a fourteen. That fails. Sweet. Hurt me. I remember moonbeam being quite nasty. Uh, it is. Uh, sixteen damage. Oh god. So moonbeam glares down on the. On Baron Beefy, and um, the face t- distorts into something like uh, the painting The Scream, as um, the entity is kind of broiled inside its own armor. It's now starting to look unhealthy um, and is going to use its movement. Okay, yeah, it's going to use its movement to leap across the river. Oh boy. <laughs> and then it's going to look around for the pod. Notice that Corel is now between it and the pod and head for Corel. <laughs> Yay. So is it right up in my business? It is right up in your business now. And that is where it will end its turn. Hi, Faraday. Um, Just... I'm going to go over to Crick. Uh, so you're going to jump across the river at the narrowest point uh, over to where Crick has fallen underneath the uh, root, brand- root bridge. Mm-hmm. He's fine. And then I'm going to cast... Cure wounds, but I'm going to cast it at a higher level. 26 plus 4, so 30. 30. You get 30 hit points. Then I'm going to use spiritual weapon. Ah, yes. It's going to disappear and reappear by him. Yeah. Mm, 15. No. (laughs) And then... Well, it's going after Corel, so that's not good. Oh. Yes, your buddy. I know. Your pal. I know. Just like how Leonie's voice has gone all like, that's my friend. So I used 15 feet already, yeah? Yes. I think I'm going to go around the other way through the snicket. Okay, you're going to slip through this narrow little crack. Yeah. Um, away from the river. I know I can't river. get all the way over. You find yourself partway through this little snicket. Um, you can see like light and a bit of moisture ahead of you, hinting that this might come out closer to the edge of the waterfall mm-hmm. than the path you are already on. Round two, boys. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to... Um... I I have my full 30 feet of movement, so I'm going to run right next to this uh, Baron Beefy. Uh, what's your strength? So you, can you jump this? My total strength is 16. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You leap across the river, and then you're going to run up behind Baron Beefy, who is now towering over Corral. Yeah. Oh, uh, six. Oh, wait, wait, wait. 
Uh, Vow of Enmity lasts for one minute. Yep. yep. So I've still so, yeah, got it. Going. Let's do it again. Six. <laughs> Sometimes that's the way it be. Okay, though. so we missed that one. Uh, let's try and attack number two. 16 plus 7. I really thought you were going to say 6 again for a second. No, no, like, 16. What is the goddamn odds? Um, four, so 23. That will hit. Excellent. Right, okay. Uh, so that's 10 damage. And then we're going to go with what we did before, because I still have one second level spell slot left. 26 points of damage. Okay. Gosh. Yeah, so you bring your sword up across the being's back and a gout of light and heat comes blasting out of your stroke and you see the armor um, bend where you like struck it with your sword and the being turns it toward, like turns its head towards you and you can see that um, rivulets of lava are running down its face and it looks like its body is heaving. It's starting, it's starting to look kind of on, it's not doing good guys. I will have to stay where I am because if I run, I'll get attacked of opportunity mm -hmm. so i'm just going to stay there and hope that it focuses on corel instead of me <laughs> sorry duncan no, sound logic <laughs> self-preservation speak of the devil it's corel's turn next all right so as the creek turns to focus on uh quick uh corel's going to take their daggers oh <laughs> You're going to backstab. Yeah, and give it the old one too. Okay, so first one is a 16. That doesn't hit. And that's a 12. <laughs> oh, and that was my bonus action as well, wasn't it? Are you not loving standing underneath this beast? As it it's not my ideal you? scenario. I'm going to end my turn there. Fair enough. Okay, uh, next in the order is Lorelei. I can't move Moonbeam onto him because the lads are too close. So, and that is getting me... Crick and Corel. Uh that's twenty-three hit points. Then I'm gonna like just slightly lean around Crick and do my bonus action arrow attack. That is a two, so it hits the river. Um and then I'm gonna run back to my half cover. Nope. And you resume your half cover. Uh next in the order is Schlurp. Schlurp wakes up from their six second nap. <laughs> They're <laughs> just chilling behind this rock. Would anyone benefit from having a lion rabbit with them? Oh, I don't know if it'll fit in the snicket. Like maybe they I don't, don't have they don't have attached collarbones, so they can fit through things the size of the skull. So I don't see why he would be too different. I'm gonna say he would be able to squeeze through this, but it would be like the limit of his smallness because he can fit through doors. Is my yeah. logic? So I call after Faraday. Faraday, would you like Bugsy with you? He can help you with stuff. Yeah, sure, it's probably best he's with me anyway. Okay. B Bugsy, you go with Faraday and help her. Oh. Okay, so yeah, so I guess, yeah, like every time she moves, he'll move on my go, I guess. Right, I'm going to try casting Dissonant Whispers at a fifth level. He's going to have to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. I rolled 13. Did not save. Oh, no. So, because I'm casting this at such a... High level. Okay, so that is 36 points of damage. Andy has to move away from me, but I think that would also get opportunity attacks. I stretch my hand out there like, I don't know. I do like a cool clawed hand thing. It was like, I'm I'm mad because I saw my dad went down. Like he's back up, but also like, I'm mad and I know what this thing is and I know what it can do. So I'm like, I need to take this thing down. <laughs> its eyes erupt with gouts of liquid flame and it clutches its head and screams. And then it is going to... So I have to get... It has to go away from you. It has to go up to its speed away from me. So the thing is, it, between getting away from you and you is Corel. So this thing is either going to have to knock Corel flat or leap Corel vertically. <laughs> an eight foot vertical leap. <laughs> Given its height and it, the fact it has a strength score of 20, I'm going to say it is going to do an eight-foot vertical leap over Corel. Oh, God. To get further along the riverbank. Does Crick get an opportunity attack? Crick will. And I'm going to say you are as well, because it is going to continue underneath the roots but towards the very edge of the precipice. As it leaps up, I stab it in the ass. Well, you got roll, roll to roll to ass stab. Well, I could miss, yeah. Yeah, if you miss, I'm going to make you stab your own ass. <laughs> oh, no, no my that, ass. Surely that would only be on a critical fail. <laughs> well, not by ass. Roll to ass, roll to ass stab with advantage. <laughs> yeah. Four. Butt surgeon, that's you. 
Six. Sadly, there will be no rectum stabbing today. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. Give me a shot. That is not what I said. That was I, I might get to. <laughs> I might get to. Give yeah. you a shot. What? Are you also aiming to shoot it in the rectum? Sure, why not? It's jumping right over me. The, the butt rectum. is probably the, be- the clearest target. Actually, that's fair. Just, just stab up. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm rolling me attack. Uh, I rolled a two, so no. Oh my god, you're what? both so consumed by the idea of stabbing this thing in the ass. I have to <laughs> you miss. I have to get its ass. The both of you try and completely miss altogether. Just consumed by ass-related rage. And the being sails over your head, Corel, and scurries to the very edge of the precipice over the waterfall. Uh, okay, I will I've got one bardic left. And I'm I'm gonna gonna give that to Crick, and this is gonna be like a this is gonna be a thumbs up, but a magical thumbs up. What what with sparkles? Yeah, this is like a sparkly thumbs up. Okay, and you give a body inspiration to Crick. Yeah, basically any roll within the next ten minutes, you can add a d10 to it. But you can only do that once. Okay, I need to go and pee. So let me know if anyone dies. I hope they don't. Whoa, Schlepp's on zero hit points, guys. How did that happen? Oh, no. uh, mysterious. All of a sudden, they're like right next. to <laughs> I don't like that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fear. Hey, just a reminder: if you kill me, Nick's coming. I thought it was Rick. <laughs> Rick, yeah, Rick's coming. No, if Rick dies, then Nick comes. Yeah, I've got a whole series <laughs> of characters I'm I got Rick, Nick, Dick, Dick. That's no, another one. That one's bad. Um, <laughs> Mick, Mick. Um, Stick? God, I don't know. Stick? That's just a word. <laughs> there are stick. <laughs> Nick. No, we want a Nick. You already got Nick. Nick. Yeah. Mick. Nick too. Nick, Mick. Rick. Oh, never mind. Dick. Um, Brick. Flick. Okay, so it's the monster's turn. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, and as its kind of mind clears in the wake of dissonant whispers, it's going to see. It's going to realize that it's run to the edge of the precipice. And understandably, it's going to take five feet back from the edge of the precipice before it takes its action. Um, And it is going to look back down along the bank of the river and see this kind of train of Corel, then Crick, then Lorelei facing it. Piss. Friend train. Friend train. Friend train of pain. And it's going to raise its sword and and an awful miasma of battling energies is going to form around its blade but then it's going to stop and look to the side at the pod where it hangs right over the edge and it's going to change what it's doing and instead Mm. of doing whatever attack it was about to do it is going to reach out one hand i'm going to say at you corel and it is going to cast hold person oh So could you make me a wisdom saving throw? Oh, I love those. They're not within 10 feet of you. Uh, Corellas, 10 feet is what it is for aura of protection, which is saving throws. So who's it being cast on? Corell or Crick? Corell. Actually, it's Corell and Crick because I'm casting it at third level. So how how much extra is that? You get three. 14. 10. Um, Crick, you have Bardic. So I'm on 14, so I need... Five plus. You need four plus. Four plus. You can match it. Come on, come on. Come on. Oh, you're one. No, no. I'm going to use wheel on crick instead. Oh, thank you. Okay. So that's another d6. So I know I only I need a three, four, five, or six. Okay. So the bardic now takes crick up to fifteen. Oh. So you just need three. And I rolled a three, so you've got eighteen. So you pass. Oh, you just oh got yes. crick. Yeah, you feel your limbs start to lock in place, but then Lorelei behind you flashes with light, and your body unlocks, and you avoid the whole person. Corel, you are rigid as stone. In this, in like the terrible seconds that you realize you're frozen, it throws you back into some very unpleasant memories and you find yourself like internally faced with images of the gargantuan beings you faced years ago and the things they did to your mind to hold you under their control. <laughs> no. That is the enemy's turn. And uh, next up is Faraday. I think I'm going to run up to the pod. 
Because that was kind of my plan going that way anyway. Because mm-hmm. it wants it, right? So, like, we need to... Yeah, so I'm going to run up towards the pod. Okay, so you're going to race through the Snicket, come out the other side. As you're coming out the other side, you're greeted with the sight of the Pyrrhic of this mist of barren beefy thank you on the opposite <laughs> on the opposite side of the river um facing down uh, a motionless corral between you for Aradae, you have this tangle of roots hanging right over the edge of the waterfall and this pod snarled in them hmm. what do you do how far away is barren beefy from me at the moment uh about 17 to 20 feet oh okay in that case i think i'll stay there for now i would like to move my hammer yes no. So you've moved your spiritual weapon up to attack him? Yeah, but I got like a one. Okay, so no, that's, that counts. That taint gonna do it. What I would like to do is cast Guiding Bolt, but at a higher level. Mm-hmm. 22. That will do it. So the next attack will have advantage, and it's 7d6. 17 points of damage? Uh, you hurl gui- Guiding Bolt through the tangle of roots and past the pod, and it strikes the... Baron Beefy. It strikes Baron Beefy in the gut and Baron Beefy bends double and coughs and fire comes spurting out of his mouth. I think Baron Beefy needs to do a concentration check on hold person. Thank you for reminding Baron Beefy of this. For once, homework kid helps us. (laughs) Is that what you're calling Duncan, homework kid? (laughs) Because it's like the kid always says, teacher, didn't we have homework? This is to my advantage. I rolled a natural 20. God damn it. Oh my god. Corell is still frozen, stricken by memories. Next in the order is Crick. If I'm paralysed in that space, I can't really make way for Crick. I can leap over you. <laughs> That's an, We've already established that that would be an eight foot vertical jump. Uh, my strength... You can climb. I will say you can climb past Corel. <laughs> I can climb. No, I can use Corel as a ladder. It feels like that's going to be difficult terrain. You'll still be able to make it, but you'll have to clamber over Corel's frozen body. <laughs> Corel fully aware okay. of it. With apologies, Duncan, <laughs> because like, if I use my action to try and get you out of this... No, no, this is the smart thing. Bit the herd on Baron Beefy. Anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move use my movement to get right up to Baron Beefy. <laughs> sorry, cr- yeah. sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry. The waterfall is roaring and spitting up next to you. Your hair is immediately drenched in water, and you feel cold and clammy and wet. <laughs> but it quickly boils off your clothes because the being opposite you is boiling hot. Oh, oh, like a, a tumble, a free tumble dryer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I roll to stab. Nineteen. No. Natural one. No, no, no. <laughs> you come swiping through the steam and under the tangle of roots, but you miss. Um, and the final one, and the final swing. Baron Beefy effortlessly catches your sword and then like parries your blow and pushes you back. Sorry, Corel, I left you frozen for nothing. Mm. So next in the order is Corel, who is under hold person. Um, but you can use your turn to make a saving throw, yeah. Oh wait, I'm still within proximity of of the uh, crick, aren't I? So I get still get that plus three. Yes. Yep. Nice. A uh, thirteen. Oh no. sorry, bud. You remain frozen. That will be the end of your turn, because you'll be frozen. So next up is Lorelei. Do we want <laughs> Once Baron Beefy is no more, do we want his body up here with us? Oh no. Are you suggesting something about yeeting him down a big hole? <laughs> yeah. Okay, are we okay to yeet? I have no objection. What is behind, like, directly behind Baron Beefy? Okay, so directly behind Baron Beefy... Um, is essentially just more ledge overlooking this waterfall. So probably about five foot of ledge and then nothing for whoever knows how long. I have a spell called Erupting Earth, which is a 20 foot cube, but I would like to do it so that only five foot of that cube, so it doesn't hit Crick, it just most of that cube is off the edge of the waterfall. Yeah, you you create this spell erupting earth in a cube overlapping the being but not Crick. And Crick, I'm going to say this like avoids you by like a whisker. It's going to be like um, someone, like a piano landing in front of someone walking on a street. So that is a dexterity saving throw from Mr. Beefy. 
are all to 15? 17. Yeah. Uh, so Baron Beefy fa- fails, and because I cast that at fourth level, that is 4d12. <laughs> Whoa. So it was 13 plus four is 17 damage, bludgeoning. Okay. And now that little precipice that Miss, uh, Baron Beefy is on is difficult terrain. So it will take him 10 feet to move. It won't take him 10 feet to move rather than five feet. Because it's kind of hard to move if you're dead. Yes! <laughs> Nicely done. Lorelei gets, Lorelei gets the kill. Lorelei and gets the kill. For flavor, I'm going to say that this was erupting earth, yeah? I mean, the aim is not to yeet him, but... You're not trying to yeet. I'm not trying to yeet. I'm. I think what she basically what it does is the all of like the wall next to him. She's trying to make it just sort of crumble on top of him like a sort of landslide. Amazing. But okay. If you if you say it yeet, if you say I have to roll like a wisdom check to see whether or not I yeet him, that would be very funny. I would love to do that. Please, please run me a wisdom check to see whether you accidentally yeet him off the edge. That is a 16, plus 9 is 25. Yeah, so you see this momentum, this slide of rock, you, you kind of realise what the momentum is and you manage to tweak the spell as it's still outgoing and you manage to halt him before he goes over. But I will say it's very much like his legs are dangling over the edge <laughs> but he, and you can't really see much of his body. You can see like one hand extending into the air and his like lower legs, which are dangling out over the waterfall. And there is silence. And then the fire goes out, and the cave is dim and quiet once again. Hey, it's Paige Dolby Evans, your game master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunketpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunketpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you could support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunketpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.